0: Welcome back Rebels. Here we are, little nice little bonus episode for you and this one has kind of turned out a little bit differently to what we planned. So the initial idea for this episode was to be specifically aimed at freelancers as kind of like a resource for freelancers during this COVID period but I feel like it turned into something more than that and it's like a survival guide for anyone really. Like there's a few specific freelancer tips in there but like mostly is just general advice of how to get through this
1: yeah there's um, a lot of talk about just kind of like if you're dealing with kind of certain types of anxiety during this how to deal with problems and I feel like it's not even related to just the current problem that we're dealing with it's more like just general tactics for dealing with anxiousness and worries in life and um, so yeah there's a lot of really good value in this
0: yeah I guess this time has just kind of ramped up certain feelings that that might have been underlying anyway it's we were interviewing someone yesterday and kind of talking about how it, it sometimes it takes like a huge event for you to actually realize the things that you're that you're feeling so it could be that this um thing this disaster um actually like brings up stuff that was under the surface for a lot of people but that they now have like they can now confront because you can't deal with something until you can kind of identify it and and yeah. get through it
1: so I think what's really interesting about this episode as well is just the way we talk about how to deal with working from home, because I feel like a lot of people haven't done that before. Like we obviously kind of, we do it quite often, whereas, yeah, if you're currently working in a general nine to five, and this is the first time you have had to be in isolation at home, it can be a really strange thing. So we just kind of talk through a few little tactics about how to deal with those things
0: yeah so we were really happy to be joined on this episode by anna and tiff from is this working uh we love like hanging out with them we just love
1: chatting to them they're they're always amazing yeah hope you really enjoy this episode so let's get it
0: Today we're joined by Tiffany Fulopu and Anna Cadriarado, and we're going to be talking about like some of the stuff that's going on currently for freelancers because we're getting asked about it a lot um, and so we thought let's put it all into one place rather than um, answering 500 DMs every day. Firstly, how are you guys doing?
2: I'm pretty good actually. <laughs> Less- yeah, I'm good as well. We're not very good at um, not talking over each other on podcasts, though because we're not used to being in the same room. So.
3: <laughs> Sorry, I will uh, uh yeah, I think that's that's one of the challenges is adjusting to remote remote recording, but um yeah, I feel pretty good actually. I th- I think I've gone on a bit of a journey from from uh, not feeling good and then sort of pepping myself up to positivity again and sort of seeing the opportunity and in uh, and, and sort of gratitude op- like opportunity there. So I'm I'm in, in a pretty good place and I hopefully can pass some of that along today. Um How are you doing, Anna?
2: Um, I'm doing good right now. I would say that on the whole, I am having, I'm really, really up and down. So I'm kind of violently swinging between this is great. I'm going to do all of these amazing, productive things, both in my business and my personal life. And then 10 minutes later, I'm lying on the sofa in a pit of despair. So, um, but luckily you've caught me on a high right now. So, yeah, I would say like super up and down. Actually, what I was thinking about today is I was kind of thinking about those, you know, the, diff- the change curve and the different stages of, um, I guess it's kind of like the different stages of grief where you're sort of learning to accept a new yeah. normal. So I've been thinking about that. I'm not really sure what stage I'm in right now. Very good. and very, very grateful to be here and to have conversations like this and outlets such as these in this very weird moment.
0: I think a lot of people are going to find that very relatable because I think that, that up and down nature. Um, what I'm seeing of Instagram posts, it's people are basically telling us to feel one way about everything. Yeah. And that's not really um, how things are. I think one of the most damaging things that I've seen is is obviously it's well-intentioned, but there's a lot of messages of, um, it's okay to just be worried about this and you don't have to be creative. And so for example, yesterday, um, Jamila Jamil posted uh, sentiments like that. And I love her so much, but I just think like it's sharing the message of, you don't need to be creative during this time. It's okay to to just wallow. I don't think is that productive. Like, I, I think you're going to feel better if you are actually like trying to make the best of things rather than just sitting in it and going like we've had long enough now to to kind of realise this is uh, we're looking at
1: probably June before yeah. any of us. Are this is a, even be a able to real event that's going to last for a good few months at least. So, yeah, we need to start adapting to it now.
2: I completely agree. I really hate this messaging of, like, how to do the pandemic right, because there is no there is no way to, you know, we don't know how to do a pandemic. It's, you know, I keep getting asked to come onto, like, news shows and, like, radio shows to talk about how to work effectively from home. And I'm kind of thinking, yeah, well, I know how to work effectively from home under normal circumstances, but I don't know how to work effectively from home in a pandemic. But, no, it's that the thing that I kind of, I'm getting really frustrated at is being preached at about how to do this as though anyone knows what they're talking about. Yeah. And also I think it's, I think this is, uh, Jamila is a really great example of, like, it's very important to assess who your message, who that message is coming from. Because there are some creators out there who can very much also afford to not have to create for quite a long (laughs) time. And some of us who, yes, we may find it really hard to create right now, but we kind of have to because that is our job. And that is that's kind of the only way we're going to sort of get out of this. So it's to me, it's about finding that balance between, you know, you have to really ramp up your everything you're doing to look after your well-being right now. And Maybe you have to change things about how maybe you go about your day or kind of your expectations Maybe you do need to lower them a bit, but you still need some kind of project You need something to be working on it might take you a bit longer It might look really different to the project that you'd envisaged maybe even in January But um, having something to do does make a really big difference.
1: What have you been doing different now compared to what you would have been doing three weeks ago?
2: So a couple of things. I mean, one, even just from a really practical point of view, I've at least up until now, maybe it will change this week, but I've really struggled to do a full day's work. Last week, I kind of, I sort of actively lowered my expectation of how how much I think I can actually output in a day so whereas before i'd kind of work a full day now i was aiming for doing half a day's work because i was just finding it so exhausting trying to sit at my desk all day basically and uh, we were saying on before we came on that i've been having these massive existential crises every day at three o'clock and rather than trying to push those away um, I've just accepted that fact and you know it's why kind of recording this podcast it's much better for me to do it in the morning than to attempt to do these kinds of things in the afternoon so massively lowered my expectations I've also kind of changed up my routine as well so I'm putting a lot of emphasis in making sure that I do things like as cheesy as it sounds I have a daily gratitude practice and like that has now become really really sacred that I have to do yeah. Um, I also um, I've started meditating in the morning, which I know I never used to really do. Um, I I also kind of um, I've got dogs, and I'm trying to when I walk them, I'm trying to kind of really actively engage with them because dogs are such a blessing right now because they're not worried, they don't know what's going on, yeah. and they're still they're constant, and so re- engaging with them just really reminds me that you know this will pass and that not everything is really shit. And it's just really nice to, it's also just nice to engage with a creature that isn't going to talk to you about COVID. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, stuff like that. And also from like a practical point of view, I've just, I've also shifted a little bit what I'm doing kind of work-wise. We were supposed to be on a podcast break, but we've been putting out a lot more episodes. Work-wise, I've been trying to shift to things where either I feel that there isn't, there is more opportunity in certain industries because not everything is closed right now. So I'm trying to kind of shift that To sort of do work where I can actually work, where there actually is work, and also just trying to find a way to write about things that are COVID related but not
0: really kind of grim
2: stories, and just trying to sort of basically shift to the new normal, I
0: suppose. It's interesting how much of our own heads is affected by this because obviously you're very used to working at home, and a lot of people are are used to working at home, but. The difference now is that we we used to know that, oh, we're working from home, but I can get up and leave at any point. And all of a sudden that's, that's now taken away. And I think it just creates this weird barrier.
2: Yeah, definitely. And the other thing is, so I was already working from home. Chris, my partner, also was already working from home. And we're also both massive homebodies. So, you know, you would think that people like us wouldn't be affected by this, but we massively are. Um, And it's that thing where it's just about knowing you can leave, not actually about necessarily having anywhere to go. Because on an average weekend, you know, we I go I have my Pilates class on a Sunday and we'll probably go out for dinner or kind of like do an activity out of the house for a few hours. But we would spend most of our time on a weekend at home. And this week, and you know, now we're doing, now we're spending 100% of our time at home and we're just, we're going crazy.
0: How about you, Tiff? How are you finding things?
2: Yeah,
3: it's it's interesting because I think that everyone, is such a psychological toll because I think we're battling with a lot of anxiety and people have different anxieties or they're kind of channeling their anxiety in different places. So it might be they're worried about money or they're worried about getting ill or someone they know getting ill or there's that uncertainty where we don't know how long it's going to go on for so everyone is basically communally anxious and it's very hard to create or be productive in that mental zone. I think it's quite important to acknowledge that and and also to legitimise people's feelings I think this is the balance we were talking about before where it's like we need to say that it's okay to feel how we're feeling but we also need to as you say um do things to allow ourselves to be positive basically um but yeah i had a i i was in pretty uh, bad state a couple of weeks ago um and when it when kind of shit got real um and i've sort of crawled my way out of it but um I'm being really kind, like the idea of even attempting a full day's work, I haven't even tried that. I think um, my my housemate actually said to me, she was like, you're very good at being kind to yourself, <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> so I think, um, <laughs> I think I've, um, I think, because you know, I think, I think I've sort of surrendered slightly to the realities and not tried to be overly productive. And so I feel a lot better. But saying that I didn't sleep very well last night. So obviously not fully back to normal um and i don't expect to be for a while
0: um so there's a lot of worries there that obviously i think i think that's a shared like everyone is worried about all of those things that you mentioned um we've got five million self-employed workers just if we're just looking at the uk and it's going to be tough times for everyone especially if government bailouts are not coming until uh, june it's looking like uh, if you're a self-employed person um we did discuss before coming on, like who are the people who are in the, the kind of worst position or the people that won't be eligible for the government bailout?
2: Yeah, so there's, I think the government's identified about 5% of freelancers who won't be eligible. And I do think, I think there is a bigger point here, which is that, you know, the, the freelance workforce, there's over 5 million of us now, but it's a very, very diverse workforce. And that 5% is also a very diverse Group as well, and it ranges from people who do things off books and do things cash in hand. So people who don't have any evidence that they have any income. It also includes people who are very new to freelancing, who don't have any, who don't have a tax return yet. So people who have started freelancing, basically in the last six months or so, and can't produce a tax return. It also includes very um, high-earning freelancers. So. IT contractors and people who are earning serious money who who can't who can't claim any support because it's being capped at uh, 50k profits. So yeah, it's a really really wide ranging group and the people who the people who I really really feel for are new freelancers who can't prove that who can't prove their income because they, you know, as all of us know, as anyone who's freelance knows, your first year of freelancing your first 18 months of freelancing is the hardest and if you've if you don't if you can't show that you've been freelancing it's a really really shit situation
0: and often that first year your profits are not going to look huge so um, and you might have had money in the bank to buffer you for that first year to get you through that first year and now yeah that's that's going to be looking bleak what are some of the things that people can do if they are in those situations i i mean i I would imagine looking for for work looking for going and getting an actual job
2: you would still be eligible for universal credit
1: yeah i think everyone is yeah
2: everyone is so there is that option there is also and i say this as this should really be your plan like your last resort but bearing in mind that you can defer your tax bill, if you did have anything saved for tax, you could use that. But to reiterate, it is a tax deferral, so that money will be due. So if, you, if you're if you kind of using it now, you essentially you have to get in the mindset that that is a loan you're taking against yourself, that you will have to pay back to yourself in order to pay back to the government. So that is an option. And then also, yeah, finding work, because... I think for those of us whose work has been affected we're very in our bubble that we think the whole that all work has been affected and that there is no work out there but the reality is that some industries right now are booming and they need they need help they are they are either hiring or they want freelancers so there are opportunities out there and even kind of at the kind of lower end lower skilled jobs level Amazon, Deliveroo, all these places do need delivery drivers. And it's kind of, you know, that is a job where you're literally putting yourself on the front lines. But, you know, that's that's an option. But then also even at the higher skilled end, there are now all of these companies who are suddenly hugely in demand. Any, anything kind of at-home based, so at-home fitness companies, at-home education platforms, they're booming and they need things. They need to A, to get their name out there. So they need press, um, they need social media support, they need content made for them. Um, if you're a creator also you, and you make content, you can partner with companies that are doing really well right now so that, you know, there are, there are opportunities. It's just about trying to get yourself in a good headspace where you can think clearly enough to look for them. I've, I've really been through this where I was taking some time out to
3: explore creative writing essentially, and hadn't been in a uh, earning money mode. And that was under the presumption that about now I could just switch back into startup stuff. And um, obviously, they're like many industries are slightly frozen. So I've had to, first of all, deal with the, the absolute panic and fear. Um, and that was my main leading emotion for about a week. And it, I've forgotten how how awful that feels. Being scared about money is, 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 is a horrible, horrible feeling. But... I literally did Anna has this worry tree thing. I didn't do it properly. I more did it in my mind because I'm not as um structured as you. I literally went through like what's going to happen if you know, you are nothing this 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 right through to like okay, will I be homeless and will I be hungry? And I w- the answer is I won't be and that that just calmed me down a lot because I was like what's the reality of the situation if I literally have can't make any money and um, I'm obviously really privileged that my tree ended up somewhere where I wouldn't be hungry and homeless and I appreciate that not everyone will land there but I suspect that there's a lot of people like me who will get into a spin of not really unpacking what the reality of the situation would be like worst case scenario so I found that so- really
0: helpful. So how do we worry tree?
2: So it's a um it's actually a CBT resource and um the first thing you in you know, it it's just it's kind of like one of those sort of you, you follow the questions through, um, I can send you guys a link if you need, want to put it in the show notes. But um, sure. basically you start with, you notice the worry and you identify the worry, which is actually the hardest part because when lots of us are going through something like what we're experiencing right now, we have loads of worries and some of them are more rational than others and they get all tangled up as a big mess, um, a big sort of dark, messy blob in our heads. So the first thing is to actually identify what it is you're worrying about. And then the next question is, to ask yourself, is there something I can do about this? Yes or no. If the answer is no, you have to let the worry go, which is also a hard thing to do, but it's, um, you know, some things you can kind of, you can do is change the activity that you're doing. So go and take your mind off it by going and doing something else or meditating or doing something to bring you back into the present moment. If there is something you can do about the worry, you have to either action it or schedule a time when you will action it. And once you've done that, again, you have to let it go. And I've so I've been also I've been doing this exercise more or less every morning and I've been going through all of the things I'm worried about and asking these questions of it. And it is really, really helpful. It's hard, but it just helps as to your point, Tiffany, there is there are things that we're worrying about that actually seem huge. But when you break them down, we've spiraled out of control. And the reality is, is that as humans, we when we are actually faced with a real danger, we are actually very good at doing something about it. But when we're sitting and getting in a mess in our heads, that's actually where the problem lies. And that's kind of where we get ourselves really really worked up.
1: Can you give us some examples of what would be on one of your worry trees?
2: Losing losing all my work might be one. And I'll ask myself, can I do something about it? And to an extent, yes, I can do something about it. I can seek out opportunities where I know that there is work or I can contact old clients and see if they need any help Um, another, another worry is like that I will get corona and that you know I'll end up in the hospital and like can I do something about it well to an extent yeah I can you know wash my hands and like listen to the stay at home rules but also there are things that you know you can't do anything about like you know I'm worried that this is going to continue for six months like can I do anything about that well no not really I just have to sit in the uncertainty
0: yeah I think on the staying home note especially if you're a freelancer and you're being offered work Um, Because this has happened to us. So uh, a couple of days ago, we got an inquiry and there's an office that wants us to go and paint the walls for them. Huge murals. It would be money in the bank. Um, It would be a chance for us to we'd have to bring in some of our freelance artists, so it would be some money for them. And we had to politely decline and say no to potentially bringing money into our into our bank, because the responsible thing to do is to stay home, no matter how tempting it is to to take that work and to go out there like if you if you can please say no I am um,
3: you, you guys talked a lot about this in your latest podcast episode but as a next step when I was thinking about how to make money and what we can do about the situation I looked at what I currently do and how I can maximize and make an opportunity out of that and also I created a strategy where I like prioritized money making so that I had a cushion essentially above all else. So that means there's some personal essays I wanted to write and submit to publications that's shot down to the bottom of the list. Whereas, um, cause I would have to I could probably not even get paid for those. Whereas, um, podcast sales, cause we really want to create the podcast and continue to do it for so many reasons. And now more than ever, we think it's an important thing to do. And so I've gone into, uh, the, the hustles, hustle sales mode rather than <laughs> personal, personal essay gal. Um, and, um, and again, so it's like we've almost had to. I've I've had to look at how what what do I do now, and how can I maximize it, and how can I kind of adjust what I wanted to do creatively with money in mind, because it's we've had to adapt essentially.
0: So, what does that actually look like then? What are some of your your hustle strategies? Because, I. I often realise about myself on the podcast. I kind of gloss over stuff sometimes, and and I'll, I'll say something like, "Oh, you've got to go into hustle mode." And I know that when I'm listening to podcasts, it's like, "Okay, well, well what, does that look what, like? What should yeah. I do?"
3: It, well, it starts with the mindset, I think, and it starts with, "I am freelance. It's part of my job to get business. I'm in a better position to go out and get business psychologically than anyone else," and I start with that belief system. And I remind myself that we're constantly getting business. That's what we do. And I started with, um, I emailed everyone I've ever worked with. I messaged on LinkedIn, anyone I've ever worked with, everyone, anyone I've ever met who works at a company who might be able to collaborate with some of the work that I do. And that was humble. Like I, I went for people who I was like, Oh, I think they might hate me. Um, you know, Uh doesn't matter. Like You're in hustle mode. If they hate you, they can ignore you. And that's the other thing. People don't need to reply. And you can ask for support and money and collaboration in a sensitive way. And when I email past clients saying, I don't know how this affects your business. I appreciate it's a weird time. I just wanted to remind you that I'm here and available. Most of them replied telling me how their business was doing and telling me that They'll keep me front of mind. So I've had very kind, thoughtful responses. And yeah, just like sending out messages to everyone and everyone. And we just did this great um, partnership with uh, the School of Life, which is a brand we absolutely love. But I almost didn't send that message. And I think that's a really important lesson because I was like... I don't know why. I almost thought, you know, I was thinking it's about certain types of brands and I didn't think maybe they would want to sponsor us or work with us. And then they replied immediately being like, we love your podcast, blah, blah, blah. And I think that just goes to show, do not hesitate. Every, everyone possible, go for it.
0: Yeah, I think so many people do have that, that issue of making the client's mind up for, yeah. for the client before even sending the message. So yeah, get get i mean i've been i dm'd someone from the red hot jelly peppers the other day like i'm literally like trying everyone like looking for guests in high and low places um yeah send those emails because you never never know
2: i think it's also i think the mindset is so important the way i think about it is this concept of putting your own oxygen mask on first because for everyone you what you do as a freelancer as a small business owner as a creative you are adding immense value to the world with your work Um, for some people that might even be directly during this time and if you get yourself in a good place, and that includes your finances, then you will be better served to help other people as well and also to deliver the thing that you're trying to deliver. I was quite worried about my newsletter because my newsletter runs on a subscription model. The small percentage of the people who pay to receive my newsletter fund the entire publication. And of course subscriptions, rightly so. Rightly so, subscriptions are the first thing to go in any time of financial uncertainty. People people do and they should look through their outgoings and if there's something that they are paying too regularly that they can no longer afford, they need to get rid of that. I'm fully aware of that and you know I've done the same if you know there are things that I can I don't want to be that I've put on pause because right now don't make sense for me and so I wrote to my newsletter subscribers and I said to them or I wrote to the whole list and I said to I said to them that you know the future of this newsletter is uncertain because numbers are dropping this is why I need your help this is what I'm going to offer you in return here are ways to support me financially and here are ways to support me for free. There are lots of people out there who want to help and they might not be in a financial position, but, and you know, I'm speaking specifically about creators here, every, every like, every Apple podcast review, every subscribe to a newsletter, every follow on Instagram, is really, really valuable in other ways to creators. And so um, to anyone listening right now, definitely go go and like make sure you're sort of supporting all of your favorite creators in in all of the free ways that you can. And I had a really amazing response to to that post because you know the thing is if you the other way I like to think about it is you know put the shoe on the other foot, right? So me, as a person who also consumes a lot of things from creators and from small businesses, if, if my local small business owner or my local freelancer asks me to help them, I will, you know, I'll do it straight away. So a really great example from my own life is both my hairdresser and the woman who does my nails, they're both freelancers. And um, I have appointments with them in the diary. And if it gets to the point where we're still in lockdown, when those appointments come, I will prepay those in advance because I want to support these people. And there are, you know, lots of people are in that position. So it's really, it's just really important to ask because you will be amazed at how many people are willing to and ready to help you if you ask them.
1: Yeah, we... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, we just launched a Patreon um, like last week or the week before and... Yeah, the response we've got from that has been amazing. People who are just willing to support, willing to help, because it's like, I feel like if you provide enough value and there's a chance that that might disappear, it's like, you want to get behind that and support that? It's like, I'd rather support that than the other subscriptions that I had. Yeah,
2: get rid of your Amazon Prime and instead support your local creator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's been really um, inspiring to see people realising that creators during this time are the people that are are most in need and like you say there are there are definite ways of of supporting those people like likes and reviews and shares and follows and all of that sort of stuff is is absolute gold dust to to us if we are creating Um, another thing I've seen there's an Instagram page which is at artists support pledge and it's such an incredible way of just keeping like money in the ecosystem so on instagram go and follow at artist support pledge and basically what you do is you post up uh, images of your work that's for sale and you can price it up to 200 pounds and your pledge is that once you reach a thousand pounds you will buy another artist's work for 200 pounds and so that is creating this of positivity <laughs> A wonderful pyramid scheme, yeah. um, but but it's such a good idea to just get money flowing around and getting people having their work sold. I mean, obviously this would mostly apply to like visual artists, but I think it's such a great thing, and it's it's a model that that could be used for other disciplines as well. Um, so I think yeah, this this time, although it is very challenging, there are definitely people that are are being super creative during this time and, and ma- making things work. That being said and it's kind of a callback to our entire conversation. We talk a lot about do what you love, like find your passion and do that for your job. And and those are kind of trendy buzz, buzzwords that are all over the place. Now is is the time to survive. It's survival mode and do whatever that looks like for you. If you can carry on doing what it is that makes you really passionate, then then do that. But if you have to look at alternative income streams whether it's from people who follow you or it's from getting a a normal job it's like this is a very strange, unprecedented time. Like it's fine to do that. It's okay to do that.
3: Yeah, I was going to say I couldn't agree more because I talk a lot about knowing your why for why you're doing something. And actually, if you know you're doing something because you need to make money right now, that's actually hugely motivating. There is no way I will be sitting bored while, I don't know, having to write some corporate copy or something because I'll know why I'm doing it and I'll feel good about that reason. And I think that's an important thing to remember because it's hard to let go of, the plan that you originally had. And it's hard to um, sort of have to humble yourself and hustle and blah, blah, blah. But if you just remember that you're doing it for a reason and that reason's a good thing for your life,
2: I think that um, can really help. Also, I think long-term it will, because I think there are lots of people who, they're at a point where they've been, working slowly towards their passion project, towards their the thing they really want to be doing and they've identified it and they know what it is but they still have that other stuff that pays the bills that they've been slowly trying to kind of get rid of and I think now once we come out of the other side of this those people will actually realise that yes I actually really need to go after that passion project because otherwise you know something will come along where you're forced to do the things that don't light you up but pay the bills. And you will appreciate even more how working on your calling is really the thing that you need to be doing. So hopefully once we come out the other side of this, it will also have a positive impact on on people trying to find that balance between doing the things that they love and doing the things that pay the bills.
0: That 's such an interesting observation because i 've seen it written around that we 're going to have a baby boom because everyone 's at home making sweet sweet love <laughs> and uh, and that all the babies are going to be called co- covenials. The other thing to consider is is how many like how many amazing businesses will be hatched during this time, how many people will be just taking this time for reflection and and if they they're all of a sudden like can't go into their nine to five that they fucking hate, then maybe this will be the time where they discover something that does light them
1: up. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point there because it's like I feel like for us like we're fortunate in the fact that we've found the thing that we want to do and we can put our heads down and just do it. But for all those people who are working from home for the first time because they've never been out of the office and are realizing like they can't escape that. They're stuck. They're trapped in the same place all the time. It's a bit more miserable for them. So I feel like like, there's still so many people who now need to use this time to try and bring some joy and bring some creativity into their life. Because it's like if you're working something you don't like all day and then you have to move a foot to go watch Netflix all evening, that's a pretty miserable, like you can understand why people are really suffering in this time because they don't have that thing to drive towards and people will finish Netflix because like, you'll just run out of stuff. And like three months, for the next three months is gonna be a long amount of time. So we need to find some way to be positive and use this time to create something good if you're not already. Because even with um, just like the um, isolation selfies that I've been doing, it's just like a fun little thing in the evening to be creative that allows me to kind of just detach a bit Rather than just living in this same constant cycle all the time, and I feel like, like, and that's another thing because it's new, it's exciting. It's this fun little, like, fun little thing to do that keeps you going. And I feel like everyone needs something creative and fun because you can't be hustling all the time because you will just destroy yourself. Especially as you're locked up, like, fair enough if you're in absolute hustle mode, but you can actually leave and go out for a walk at the weekend and have like an all right time, go for a drink somewhere. But if it's just like complete isolation. There does need to be a little bit of balance of having that time to actually find something to enjoy.
2: Well, this that makes me think so much about my um, my me learning the guitar. We have two guitars in the house, and they're my partners. And I have never had any interest in learning to play the play the guitar. But last weekend, I just said to him, "I was like, look, can you just like can you just teach me how to play the guitar?" And I started playing it, and now I've been like watching YouTube videos and teaching myself. And the thing is, is that what I found is it's a really positive outlet for me to channel my frustration mm-hmm. because learning something like a musical instrument is really frustrating, and it, but it feels really cathartic to have that frustration being channeled in that way. And to your point about having outlets that are not about hustling and are kind of just a different creative outlet, I've really realized the value of that in this, in this learning of this skill, because it is very much not kind of something that's been on my bucket list that I've always wished I had the time to do. No, it's something that I have been kind of compelled to do because all of the other things, all of my other creative outlets that I normally rely on in times of stress, like reading novels, like drawing, like writing, they're just not working for me anymore and this is something that is kind of it's almost like this is a this is a part this is entirely a part of my new world right now Mm. this is kind of like after covid came the guitar learning um and it's really it's really been the the, it's been the one thing where i've been able to completely to almost like forget about everything that's going on
1: i think that's probably the one thing you're in control of Mm. all right dr adam (laughs) (laughs) But it's nice to have a bit of something you can control in a world where everything's so uncertain. It's like you know that every day you can go to that certain place and that thing's there waiting for you and it's never going to change and you, you can just grow and get better at it. For me, I think it's,
0: it's been self-reflection and looking at what I'm bad at and realising that my temptation is to not stick to my bedtime and to stay up late and then to stay in bed in the morning. And I know that that's the road to ruin. So I've just got to be really disciplined at the moment of like, okay, my alarm is still on for 6.15 every morning and I'm still getting up at that time. And I run up and down the stairs of our apartment block. And do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm keeping a routine because I know I know how shit I am without a routine. And I know that I could really get myself into a funk if I, if I stop observing those things. And the only person that will allow me to not do that is myself so i've just really really got to be self-disciplined during this time and and try because i know where i'll take myself otherwise because it's the easy path for me is to like stay in bed and then i will just not get out of bed for three months and i can't afford to do that
2: i think routine is a really interesting one because and i think really what your point is about is about knowing yourself and knowing your warning signs because i'm also someone who needs routine what i've realized is my old routine didn't didn't really work during this time and I needed to to alter it slightly someone like Tiffany for example you're someone who actually routine really um, restricts you
3: yeah that's exactly it um so I'm hugely motivated by variety um so a good example of this might be on Saturday I said to my housemate can we go for a walk together because if I go for another run or like do the same thing again that's going to drive me crazy and then on Sunday I said to her sorry, it sounds like I'm bossing her around but I was like yeah. can we please do I was like please can we do an at-home workout together because again like the variety is key for me we've talked about this in the past but I wake up without an alarm but saying that I do try and go to bed at a fairly reasonable time every night and I also try and feel the difference between like the week and the weekend even though we're not going anywhere So in our house, we might have like a fun takeaway on a Friday night or a glass of wine. Whereas on Monday, it's like how you would be, you know, how everyone resets on a Monday and like, yeah. So we're doing that a bit in our house. And actually that kind of delineation is really key. But yeah, as I think the point is, whatever, it's that self-awareness and building, creating a sort of day-to-day life that works for you around that. I think that's the most important thing.
0: Obviously we've got, potentially three months of this um to to be going on with. What are your um top tips for getting through this that you guys are going to employ into your own life and that other people can employ into theirs?
3: My number one tip is to swing your arms.
0: <laughs> I've seen you um, do that on Instagram. Have you yeah, seen me do yeah. that?
3: Honestly, no one's listening to me. <laughs> so hopefully this platform someone will listen to me. <laughs> I, I cannot express what an absolute game changer swinging your arms makes your mental well-being it literally drives the endorphins into your brain and i feel like high doing it like my smiled i just come alive and um
1: this was not the answer i expected (laughs) and for the people listening to this just on the audio explain how you're swinging your arms
3: you just literally just like <laughs> um just like how how do you explain, sort of just um just sort so like that, like a, I don't know,
0: a wi- wi- like just from your windmill, yeah, yeah both
3: arms, or my housemate, Lara prefers doing one arm at a time, like it's not a restrictive regime, uh-huh. um, but I find it such a game changer to get an instant like hit um. And so I find, can someone please do it at some point and then get back to me? Because I promise you it helps. Um, And I guess, so that's a physical thing you do. And then mentally, I literally take one day at a time. I, I accept the fact this is going to last a long time, but without thinking about that in reality... You know, I think about it a little bit. I daydream about like everyone coming out of their houses and suddenly have a new lust for life. And, you know, the, the beer gardens will be full and the whatever it might be or the parks. And I, have a, I, I dare myself to dream. But in general, I take one day at a time and it's just about making it through that day and a happy if I get through a day and don't feel crushingly anxious I feel like that's a success and just taking yeah. a day <laughs> if I feel good in the head for a little bit that's that's nice that's great so um just taking one day at a time and
2: being patient with
3: my expectations around both my mental health and also what I can achieve.
2: I think I um, will massively echo that because I think the main principle I'm living by, as I mentioned before, is the putting your own oxygen mask on first. And what I'm, what I'm doing in terms of shifting my mindset, and it's a really painful process, but it is um, completely changing how I think about productivity altogether and how my most important job right now is staying home, staying safe and keeping everyone around me safe. And that productivity, it's a really kind of, it, it sort of hurts your head to think about this, but being productive now means staying at home and not doing anything. Well, yeah. not, not doing anything, but you know, that's, that's your most important job. I'm putting my well-being and my health above everything else. So if that means I need to spend an extra half an hour in the morning on my morning routine and I need to add doing meditation and doing worry trees and all of this stuff, that's fine and if that means that that is at the expense of my working day going down to a half day that's also fine Uh, because the only way that to get through this is to be looking after your head and your heart exactly to Tiffany's point taking it one day at a time there there are some kind of um slogans and mantras that you just kind of keep returning to and one day at a time and this too shall pass are ones that I just um I kind of keep repeating to myself over and over again.
0: We always love talking to you guys, and so you can feel free to like reach out to us at, at any point because it's always
1: a joy to talk to you guys. Yeah, I feel like we should definitely go- do catch ups and see how yeah. everyone's coping and see how things. Yeah, are let's changing do it again.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, it makes me so happy having these chats. Me too.
1: Right,
0: we're going to go and swing our arms, <laughs> and we'll talk to you. Hey. Hey.